You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float. That's what we're gonna do. Potato, potato. To some old fashioned good old taters. Folks, we're going to help you today up your game and win the world championship in hot potato. Oh, yeah. Barbecue, no matter the weather, under the sun or the stars. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you got to do. Because if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. Who doesn't like some good old potatoes? From Idaho to Ireland, folks, potatoes are everywhere. Right? We've got French fries, which are from Belgium. <laughs> Imagine that. We got tater chips. We've got baked potato, smashed potato, mashed potatoes. We've got double stuffed, barbecue, smoked. I mean, it, it, the list goes on and on and on when it comes to potatoes. And we're going to help you today to make not only the best baked potato, but we're going to step it up a little bit and share with you a, a way, I think, that perhaps those who are blind or visually impaired who uh, struggle to make true mashed potatoes, I think we're going to have a, a little trick, a little technique, if you will, that is going to allow you to, uh, to be perfect, with your mashed potatoes. That's right. Not, not just good, but perfect with your mashed potatoes. Now, that's saying a lot, isn't it? Man, I hope I can live up to it. Well, we're going to try. We are going to try. What has everybody been up to? Shoot us an email, info at blindgrilling.com. Of course, you've got our website, blindgrilling.com. We've added a few recipes that we've talked about in times past. We're going to be adding some more. Don't worry. Sorry, we're a little slow at that, but we've got more recipes coming and, uh, you know, uh, trying to keep the, co- the the podcast being cranked out. But it's been busy. Man, we've been busy. Not only, you know, recording podcasts and trying to keep up with everything there, but I've been actually out in the workshop. I know I haven't talked about woodworking in a long time, but I've actually been out in the shop doing quite a bit, making several boxes. I've got to make not only some recipe boxes, but been making some display cases for a taekwondo school that uh, my wife is a part of, and they're going to be displaying some black belts. Uh, for folks who are going to be testing for black belts soon, my wife is a recommended black belt, and she'll be testing for her black belt by the end of the year. And uh, it's it's kind of cool because they, they want to display the... Uh, the the belts because when you get your black belt you get your name embroidered on the black belt and so they want to 
you know, have those displayed kind of as motivation as the time gets near and folks are getting into that groove of, uh, you know, going for their black belt, walking into the, to the, the Dojang and, and seeing their name on a belt that they, you know, can possibly get uh, to motivate them. And so I've been making some uh, display cases for that, which has been awesome. And it's uh, it's been busy, no doubt about it. You know, um, working on breaking down quite a bit of lumber that we've got, and uh, it's fun. I really enjoy it. It's it's a stress reliever. There are times when it stresses me out, but <laughs> but for the most part. It is a, a stress reliever, but we've also been firing up the grill, and let me tell you what, man, it has been hot, as everybody knows. Everybody knows it's been hot. We're we're looking forward to the little bit of a cool spell that they're calling for uh, this coming week, which is going to be which is going to be great. But uh, in spite of the heat, we fired up the big green egg and uh, did some cooks on it. Uh, we did some country-style ribs that were on sale, uh, which are just, man, they're so good and and simple to do. Yeah, they take a little while, but country-style ribs, they they come in, basically there's like these, they got a little bit of bone on each end and these huge chunks of meat, like two chunks of meat together. And they're about a pound a piece, uh, and so one, so together in like in a pack, if it's if it's like two together, it'd be two pounds. So they're huge. And uh, you know, as you guys know, we feed uh, several folks on Wednesday evenings, and so we had uh, we had bought like five packs or I guess ten of these ribs, and uh, you know. It, they're they're fairly easy to do. Um, I'll take something like a cattleman's barbecue sauce, and I will season up these pork these country style ribs. You know, this is not like your baby backs or your, uh, you know, the, it, it St. Louis style St. Louis cut, um, you know, spare ribs or nothing like that. Th- these are huge chunks of meat. It's almost like you you've sliced into brat size, you know, one pound brat size uh, pork shoulder or something. But uh, but they're really good. We seasoned them up with some DB-180 um, uh, pork. Um, I, I can't remember the exact name of it. DB-180 is the brand. Uh, but, uh, but they've got this pork rub that's really, really good. And then we put them in some Ziploc bags. We put a little bit of that uh, Cattleman's... Uh, barbecue sauce original in the bag and we leave them in the fridge overnight in the Ziploc bag to kind of marinate in that sauce. And I got up Wednesday morning and, uh, you know, had them on the smoker indirect cook at 275 degrees, uh, threw them on the smoker at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I actually let them go a little long. I usually after two hours, I wrap them. Well, I got busy in the workshop and and ended up going almost three hours before I got them wrapped. But got them wrapped, and I, I tried to bunch them up, you know, as, as much as I could to get them. But ended up with two, um, you know, stacks of these country-style ribs all wrapped up together. Uh, you can add a little bit more sauce to them at the time if you want. We do. And then throw them back on the smoker for about another four hours. So a six-hour long cook. But, you know, by 4 o'clock, 
they were done. I pulled them off, threw them in the Cambro to let them uh, rest for a couple of hours. And by six o'clock, you know, we were uh, slicing and dicing, man. They were, they were cut up and ready to serve and turned out amazing. It was really good. But along with that cook, we did some potatoes. You know, we, we've talked about potatoes. I, I think we're going to, I know we did a potato bake recipe that we've talked about, uh, but we haven't really just dived into the world of potatoes. And, and I was actually thinking about an easy way to do mashed potatoes. And, and I, we're going to get to that because as I was preparing for today's podcast and, and going through you know how I prepare these double-stuffed, double-baked, or double-smoked uh, potatoes, it, it hit me. It, it actually dawned on me what I was doing and the, the, the simplicity that is it, it, in how we can do mashed potatoes. And uh, I was just like, it, it, just, it just hit me. I was like, why, why haven't I thought of this sooner? I don't know. I don't know. But I've thought of it now, and I want to share it with you guys because, you know, if you love mashed potatoes and you're like me, you refuse to get them from a box, you're not going to shake little bitty flakes into water and, and mush it all together. You, you actually want mashed potatoes. Uh, but, you know, you know, dicing them up, putting them in a pot of cold water, and then bringing them to a boil, and then knowing when they are done you know, by testing them with the fork and, you know, making sure everything is done and then draining them, you know, getting all the water off of them uh, and then working on mashing them. You know, all of that process, especially when it comes to working with them when they're in the hot water and they're boiling water, you got to use a fork to see if they're tender and then you got to drain them. That can be pretty intimidating. And to be honest with you, that's one reason why I, I didn't personally make mashed potatoes uh, you know, since I lost my sight. Now, I, I eat them all the time. My wife makes them, my daughters. I taught my daughters how to make mashed potatoes. And, I mean, it's, you know, I love them, but I personally w- didn't want to deal with draining that boiling water off of those potatoes. And because to me it was different than draining noodles. A lot of people think, well, what's the difference? Aren't you just kind of draining you know, like draining macaroni noodles or something. And I, I don't, I, for me, in my mind, maybe it's not different. But it, there's like this mental block that is telling me, no, this, th- don't do it. <laughs> don't do it, right? And and so, you know, if there, if folks are wondering, is there anything he doesn't do? Well, there, there's something right there. You know, yeah, I'll drain noodles. I'll, I'll drain water off spaghetti noodles, macaroni noodles, and all that, but... I don't know. I don't like pouring that water off of uh, off of potatoes for some reason. Um, that 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 is you know uh, brings me some anxiety. And so so anyway, um, that is that you know that that's kind of where I was at. And during this week, this epiphany of you know how to do mashed potatoes in a way where I don't have to deal with boiling water. That's right. I don't have to deal with boiling water. You don't have to deal with boiling water, and we can make some amazing, absolutely spectacular 
mashed potatoes, and we're going to talk about that uh, on today's podcast. But first of all, we're going to talk about just uh, baked potatoes to begin with, because I, I think this is something everybody loves, right? I mean, a lot of folks anyway. And we think, you know, hey, after all, we're talking about grilling. This is blind grilling and steak and potatoes, right? That's a, that's a man's meal, as they say. Well, you know, a, a lot of folks love making baked potatoes. And, you know, you get on YouTube, you get online, and, and, and they're right when they tell you if you're going to wrap potatoes in foil, you're steaming them, you're not baking them. Um, and so, you know, there's sometimes there's some questions about, you know, how exactly are you supposed to go about making baked potatoes? And if you're doing it in the oven... You know, we usually set our oven to 450 degrees. I will, you know, (laughs) again, a little bit of duck fat spray and some kosher salt, um, you know, on the outside of those potatoes and put them in the oven. Uh, Depending on how big they are, but usually it's going to take about an hour. And everyone knows the little squeak, right? If you you can't, their potatoes are pretty hard, but as as they get tender and they get done, you can kind of, Feel them if you get a you know a, a heat resistant glove or something that you can grab them with, but if you put a thermometer, a, a meat probe, in a potato, and you bring that internal temp of that potato up to two hundred and five to two hundred and ten degrees, right? We're we're talking russet potatoes, right? So between two hundred and five and two hundred and ten, anywhere in there. You're golden, man. It, it, that's that's the temp. That's the sweet spot that you're looking for for baked potatoes. Okay, so so that's that's the first thing. All right, they're very simple to do. Sometimes, if you want to put them on a, a cookie sheet or a pan or something, that you know, if, especially if you're worried about oil, and be sure and poke them with a fork, right? You, you know, so that they can release some of that pressure, some of that, that water as they're cooking, that moisture can get out of there. Um, so, you know, we always poke our potatoes with a fork, get some slits in there, but then we'll hit them with some duck fat spray, cover them with some kosher salt, and we put them on the rack or in a cookie sheet and put them in the oven or on the grill, 450 degrees. I put a meat probe in one, and I wait until it gets to that 205, between 205, 210 degrees internal temp, and they're done. They're, they're ready right then. You could slice. You could do some other things that we're going to talk about today. You know, just kind of split them open, and you could do a loaded baked potato, put a little butter, sour cream. Sometimes people love ranch. You could put some cheese in there, let that cheese melt, top it with some bacon. Mmm. Okay, let's calm down just a little bit because I'm getting hungry. <laughs> oh, man, there's so much. So much you can do with potatoes. It's awesome. Absolutely awesome. But here's the thing. What we did this past week and why it kind of hit me, um, you know, there's the, these double uh, double baked or double stuffed or however, I, whatever they call them. And usually if you go to some of these grocery stores, we've got like a high V. Of course, we've got Harder House. It's funny, real quick, I, we were at Harder House buying the – country style ribs and the guy at the meat market, the, uh, the guy who runs the meat market, um, it, he uh, was telling one of the guys, at, Eric was telling one of the guys that worked there uh, who we were and uh, about blind grilling. And the guy, uh, first, the first that words out of his mouth, you ever burn yourself? Which, I, you know what, in all the years 
that I've been doing this and I've talked to people, just to come out and ask that question right off the bat, I don't think I've ever had that happen. Believe it or not. I mean, we're going on seven years of, you know, from the YouTube channel, Blind Grilling, to, you know, now over three years with the with the podcast and and talking to folks. And, and, and I've never had just, you ever burn yourself? And, uh, but what was awesome, because it, it, it caught me off guard just a little bit, what, without missing a beat, my wife spoke up and said, yeah, but never the same way twice. <laughs> I was like, that's perfect. That was, that was the perfect response. I wish I'd have thought of it. Uh, but, uh, but then the next question was, do you ever mention Harder House on your podcast? Well, <laughs> hey, guess what, fella, if you're listening, Harder House, that's where we get our meat. No doubt about it. Uh, over on Eastgate Avenue, South Eastgate Avenue, on the east side of Springfield, Missouri, Harder House, uh, great little uh, little market and amazing uh, meat department. Love it, and yeah, that's that's where we go to get our meat. And that's where we got our country style ribs that we cooked up. That turned out so good, and in fact, that's where we got our potatoes as well. So we got some good potatoes there. Uh, so let's get back to that, right? <laughs> oh, boy. So with the potatoes, after you get those potatoes baked, that, that's going to be the first thing, whether you throw them on the smoker or whether you've done it in the oven, right? They're, they're ready to serve, right? If you wanted to doctor them up, you wanted to give some loaded baked potatoes and, and serve those, that, that they're ready to go, no doubt about it. But then there's a few other things that you could do. And this is what we did on Wednesday is you, you, you split the top of those potatoes. And then you take a spoon and you start dishing out the inside of those potatoes and put it into a bowl. And you do every one of them, every single one of them. And then you make this filling. And, and here's, the, here's the genius that I completely missed until I was explaining to somebody how we made these potatoes, and it hit me. We're, we're making mashed potatoes. You know, we, we add a little bit of cream cheese, salt and pepper, a little bit of garlic powder. Um, you know, I mean, you can do however you like your mashed You could make your mashed potatoes that way. And if, if you wanted to make your mashed potatoes and just have mashed potatoes, you could scrape out, I mean, absolutely, every, don't miss anything, completely get rid of all the innards inside that or just peel those baked potatoes and make your mashed potatoes that way. I know some of you guys are probably going to think, well, man, that's how I've been doing it to begin with. I, I wasn't. I just didn't, didn't. It just completely, you know, like I said, um, was off my radar. But, man, I got it now. I got it now. And so we, we, we make this, the, you know, take that inside, the filling, or the, that baked potato, we scoop it out, we, you know, add a little bit of cream cheese, like I said, a little bit of seasoning, um, and you can add just a dash of milk if you want, you know, uh, especially I know some folks do that when they're making their mashed potatoes. Um, and, and then what you do is you take and you, uh, we'll go ahead and add some bacon bits. So, you know, we fry up some bacon, we'll chop that up, we'll add that to it. And then we'll stuff those potatoes back with that mixture. And then after you stuff that potato back with that mixture, and this is what I'm saying, when you go to the grocery stores, sometimes you go to, to certain counters, deli counter, meat counters, and you'll see these, these potatoes that 
you know, basically you just have to reheat them, put them in your oven. They're topped with cheese or something. And, the, you know, the instruction are just reheating. They've already baked them once. Now you're, you're baking them again. They're called twice baked potatoes. And so that's basically what we're making here. But you can you can step this up over the top, right? I mean, you know, but you can top it with a, a slice of bacon and cheese, and then you throw it back on the smoker um, or in the oven, and you know, until that cheese melts, it's heated all the way through, uh, and you take it out and it's ready to serve. It's just, and they're so good, and they're so good. But it it doesn't have to stop there, right? Like I said. You can, you know, there's mashed potatoes and smashed potatoes. Usually the difference from, in, in my experience and in my, uh, you know, my background, if we were going to have mashed potatoes, we would peel the potatoes, throw them in the, the, the pan of, of cold water, put them on the stove and turn them on. If we're going to have mash or smashed, so mashed, you peel them smashed, you don't peel them. You just cut them up into cubes, put them in the cold water, and then put them on the stove, and you bring them to boil, and you cook them until they're soft, and then you then you smash them, and the skin is still there. Uh, well, you, know, you can still do that with the baked potato, right? You bake the potato again to that internal temp, 205 to 210 degrees, and you can either at that time, after you let it cool a little bit, peel it, and smash it. You can dig it out and do the twice bake, or you can just take and and go ahead and cut it up, leaving the skin, and then smash it and have smashed potatoes and make them like you would normally make them. And you never have to deal with boiling water. And I, I'm t- that's money right there, folks. That that is it, right there. I don't care if you're blind, visually impaired, or fully sighted. I think that's the way to go. That, that's got to be the way to go um, because it's just so good. It's just that good. But let's get back for a minute to the twice-baked potatoes because, you know, yeah, that, that's, that's okay. That's good, right? But... Do you realize how much more you can do with that? Hey, folks, Chris Peltz here for Kick Ash Basket, letting you guys know about their charcoal management system. They have got a basket to hold your charcoal in your grill, whether it's a ceramic grill, whether it is a Weber or some type of offset. It improves airflow and it helps you to manage and control your fire so much better. And then they've got the kick ash can that sets underneath it to catch all the ashes and make cleanup a breeze. Their system is absolutely spectacular. I wouldn't have a grill without it. Definitely have them in our eggs and any charcoal grills that we use. We've got a kick-ash basket for, and we highly recommend them and hope you guys will check them out in the link in the description below and tell them Blind Grilling sent you. So let's step up our game on these potatoes because, you know, while that, you know, you go from a baked potato, which is good, to a, a twice-smoked or baked potato, which is great, 
And then you go to the next level, which is slap your mama crazy kind of level, right? I mean, we're, we're talking, you've got some leftover pulled pork. you got some leftover brisket. You've got some, and, and, you know, believe it or not, some folks have leftover steak. You can, it's okay. You can do that. You get a big old monster steak and you can't eat it all because of all the other things. You know what? It, 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 there's no shame in having some leftovers. And, and, and to top that potato with that meat and some cheese and maybe a little bit more seasoning, maybe a little bit of sauce if you like some sauce, you know, a little bit of sort of white sauce, that Alabama white sauce from Lane's Barbecue. And and throw that in the smoker and cook that. And, and you've got a whole meal right there. I mean, I know folks are, are you know, they've got their, uh, you know, their baked potatoes. You can buy at restaurants. They're loaded baked potatoes, and sometimes it just by itself, which which I get. That's all well and good. But, man, think about topping it with some, you know, with some, uh, some rib meat, you know, pulling the ribs off the bone and using some of that meat to top those those baked potatoes, using some of the uh, you know leftover brisket to top those potatoes, or some pulled pork to top those potatoes, you know, I, I it just you know we're we're talking going from you know level one to level ten in a in a heartbeat. <laughs> it's just it's just so good that I mean, you know, and there's so many other things. One of the, one that We've talked about and I've seen on uh, a lot of these podcasts and YouTube channels that folks have been talking about have been uh, these these potato wedges or potato slices, right? Where you you cut a potato in a certain way, where you've you've kind of create this little boat and you can you can cook it, right? You bake it in the oven or on your smoker, and you've got this wedge. And so one whole potato basically can can make four servings, right? And you can have an appetizer where you top it with a little bit of uh, of cheese and bacon. You can top it with a jalapeno and cheese and bacon. You can you you know whatever it is you want to top it with, you can do that. And you've got these little potato wedges. You can slice them thin that where you have a potato that's long ways, for example. And you slice it long ways, not cutting across it, but long ways, really thin. And so you've got these oval shapes that, especially from the center part, from the very middle, um, you can get several slices depending on how big the potato is. And you can set those on a cookie sheet, hit them with some duck fat, of course, right? A little bit of kosher salt, get them baked until they're they're soft, and then top them with some, with some cheese and, and bacon, Top them with some jalapeno and some cheese and some bacon. Top with whatever it is you want to top them with and and crisp them up. And they're ready to serve as an appetizer for game day. Right? You got, you know, a Friday night, a high school tailgating party. You got college ball on Saturday. You got the NFL on Sunday. Whatever game you guys are going, even a Thursday night game uh, that's going to be happening. You got some friends coming over and you want to do some really cool appetizers. I mean, here you go. Right, uh, I mean, this would be this would be perfect for that, and and I'm going to give you another bonus tip here because 
That's how I roll. That's how I roll, folks. You know, we talk about if you were to go back a few episodes, you would find the uh, the buffalo chicken dip that we made. And you could actually make that buffalo chicken dip and you could stuff a potato with that. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, you I would you know have a little bit more chicken in it at the time, you know. Uh but you can make these potatoes like a, a buffalo chicken potato, right? You you could do a southwestern mix, right? You know, uh, a Mexican style, you know, mix. Um so many things you could do. And we've even done potato bombs, right? I'm throwing a lot at you guys. I hope you guys are taking notes. Uh, but potato bomb, you know, like, what in the world is a potato bomb? We took an apple core, and we cored out the center of a potato. And we run that apple core all the way through, so you get this hole all the way through a potato. So if you were to hold it up, you know, and you could see, and you could look through, like looking through a straw, right? I mean, there's this hole all the way through. And, and then you take and you stuff whatever you want in that potato. And from that core, you, you keep that core, you cut off the ends because then you can cap that potato off to keep things from oozing out. And, and you, you stuff that potato and then you bake it, right? Um, you know, throw it on the smoker, in the oven, it doesn't matter. But, you know, while it's baking, all that cheese is melting, you, you know, the, the meat that's in there is, is heating up. You know, of course, it's cooked meat already. You don't have to worry about that. But you bake that potato. And then when people cut into their potato, I mean, you, you know, it, it's like, it's like a, a, a savory lava cake, right? <laughs> because you've got all that melted cheese in there and then that surprise of, of whether it's brisket or chicken or pulled pork or whatever inside that potato that no one knew about. Right, because it's it's a surprise, and you did these potato bombs that are just amazing. Uh, so those are some of the things that we love to do around here. Uh, and and these are all going to be with your larger potatoes, your russet potatoes. That that's that's really what we're working with here. There are some other little things you can do with some of the small red or yellow potatoes, you know, Dutch potatoes, uh, but. You know, those take a little bit longer to cook. Um, and usually we'll chop those up, hit them with some duck fat and some seasoning and throw them in the oven and, and just cook them that way. Maybe a little bit, you know, add a little bit of garlic, minced garlic with it uh, and and bake them until they're fork tender. And and they're ready to serve, right, just as, as a side dish. Um, so if you've got some smaller potatoes, maybe they're on sale and you get, you like, you know, you're listening to this podcast, you think, man, I don't have the russets. All I've got are these, you know, these baby reds or, you know, some um, some Dutch baby yellows or whatever, you know, kind of potato you're working with and you're wondering what to do. That that definitely works. And and you can go back and listen to that potato bake that we did on a, an episode a while back. And those work great for that, um, you know, cutting them up and then topping them with the the ranch seasoning, the... Uh, the buffalo sauce and the cheese, and then of course you can throw in a meat like we talked about with, you know, the uh, brisk, whether it's brisket or chicken or pulled pork, whatever it is, you can top it with that and, and just and just enjoy, right? And, and and I mean, you talk about you know making folks happy, 
happy, happy, making folks smile. And, I mean, they'd be smiling so big, it'll be hard for them to keep their, you know, the food in their mouth uh, because they're going to be shoveling more in. That's how good this stuff is. And all of it, I mean, all of it based on potatoes, right? And we didn't even get into making fried taters. We didn't get into making, you know, potato chips. We didn't get, we, we didn't get into all of that. I think we talked about fried taters on a, a previous episode not long ago. Uh, but, oh, man, that's just, there's so much you can do with these potatoes. But I'm telling you, folks, making mashed potatoes without boiling water, I think that's the, 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 the tip of the year for our podcast. And if you think so, we want to hear from you. Info at blindgrilling.com. Shoot us an email. Tell us what you think. I want to hear from you. Friends and family gather around and fire up the barbecue. You guys know what to do. Share out the podcast. Let everybody know about what we're doing here, the things you're learning, and the cooks that you're going to be doing. And be sure and let us know about it as well. Thanks so much for everybody for listening. Until next time, remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Wants to tear us apart. Barbecue, no matter the weather, under the sun or the stars. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue.